Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, week-ending hit of sport for Friday, the 4th of August. Today, a Sunstar cops a late suspension for a squirrel grip, the Wallabies turn to a new leader ahead of this weekend's Bledisloe clash, and why Somalia is in trouble with world athletics. But first... The Aussie women had been cruising through the group stages of the 2023 Netball World Cup in South Africa. They dispatched Zimbabwe by 56, they knocked off Tonga by 47, and they even brought up a century when they beat Fiji by 69. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, they are dominating. So what the hell happened last night? The penalty set, 10 seconds on the clock, it's England by a goal. Never have they beaten Australia in a Netball World Cup in 13 attempts. And they are just about to. Possession will be the game. The England Roses fight their way back and they victory over Australia. As if losing the fifth Ashes test wasn't bad enough, last night the Diamonds suffered a one-goal loss to the English Roses to make life really uncomfortable for anyone who works with a POM today. It'll be insufferable. The result means Australia now sits second in their group behind England and they're unlikely to overtake the Roses for top spot, meaning Australia will be forced to play the top finishing team in Group G in the semi-final, which, if my maths is correct, is most likely to be... Yeah. The Diamonds better get reggae. The AFL is filled with great rivalries. Carlton and Collingwood, Port and the Crows, umpires and fans. But one rivalry just added some serious spice. We're expecting some fire in this contest tonight and smiles all around for Dane Zorko and Tuke Miller. Brisbane former captain Dane Zorko and Gold Coast Suns co-captain Tuke Miller are about as far away from friends as you'll find on the footy field. This is a long and ferocious on-field rivalry with scuffle after scuffle. But after last week's Q clash, the conflict got personal. Yeah, it's interesting. You're allowed to grab the groin region now and squeeze it and do whatever you want to it. So that's um, an interesting rule that's just clearly been cleared by the AFL. So quite interesting that got off. I mean, we had really good evidence to support the case. And I tell you what, my groin region's quite bruised at the moment. So yeah, it's funny how that, that whole happened. After the Sun's surprise win over the Lions, Zorko on Monday morning appeared on radio blatantly accusing Miller of having delivered him a squirrel grip during the match in which Miller was awarded the Marcus Ashcroft medal for best of field. A squirrel grip for anybody playing at home is where you grab downstairs. The incident was cleared by the match review officer in the wake of the match, but in light of Zorko's very public accusations, the AFL decided to take another look at the incident. Let's take a closer look, shall we? And would you believe it? Turns out the AFL does take a dim view on the old squirrel group, with Miller being handed a one-game suspension, meaning he'll miss the Suns' must-win game against the LA Crows this weekend. And it's a big win for the All Blacks at the MCG, and it also means the retention of the Bledisloe Cup. Ah, the Bledisloe Cup. The Wallabies' Moby Dick. But instead of a great white whale, it's a great big silver trophy that Australia haven't been able to lay their hands on since 2002. For context, the last time we held the Bledisloe Cup, John Howard was still our Prime Minister, Tiger Woods was still a one-woman man, and we won our first ever Winter Olympic gold medal. Bradbury is going to come through and win gold! Stephen Bradbury from the tail of the field. The Australian has crossed the line first. A lot has changed, but the one thing that remains constant is our inability to beat the All Blacks. And heading into the second Bledisloe Cup test this weekend in Dunedin, coach Eddie Jones has thrown the challenge of defeating the mighty Kiwis to a new man. Again, the scrum screws, but McDermott's off on a little run. McDermott, under the post he goes, the little halfback. 
At just 24 years of age, Queenslander Tate McDermott will become the 86th captain to lead the Wallabies when they take on New Zealand in Dunedin tomorrow night. And Coach Jones believes the captaincy switch is just one part of the changes the national side need to make if they're hopeful of contending for the Rugby World Cup next month. We're definitely remodelling the team. Yeah, we, we need to change uh, the team from where we've been. Um, and part of it is, is definitely the leadership aspect. Um, Tate's captain for this game, but then we'll assess it at the end of the end of the tournament. Then we go into World Cup mode. So the nucleus of any good team going forward is is the leadership, and the captain's obviously a massive part of that. So it's all part of a bit of a transitional period for us. World Cup kicks off in September, but for now the Wallabies are firmly focused on the Kiwis. Bolt going very right near, comes Usain Bolt! Usain Bolt storming through, he takes it again, Blake gets the silver, 9.64! Oh, he's retained his title in the most emphatic way! Ah, the thrill of Usain Bolt in full flight, gliding over the earth, feet seemingly barely touching the track as he covers the ground at blistering pace. With athletes such as Bolt, the 100 metres truly is one of the most special athletic events in the world. Except the women's final at the recent World University Games in China. Games? I love games. The Somalian sports minister has publicly apologised after their representative in the women's 100 metres, Nazra Abukar Ali, finished last. Well, she didn't just finish last. She actually delivered potentially the slowest insult ever received by World Athletics. Why is this taking so long? Abukar Ali took more than 20 seconds to complete the 100 metre race, finishing more than 10 seconds behind eventual winner Gabriel Moral of Brazil. The Somalian minister said he did not know how Abukar came to represent the country at the event, and Somalia University Union said they hadn't even sent any athletes to China as part of the Somali team. The plot thickens. So exactly how Abukar ended up on the start line remains a mystery, but suffice to say, we won't be seeing her run at the Olympic Games in Paris next year. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend and I'll see you Monday on the scorecard when we cheer home the Matildas against Denmark in their round of 16 clash. Up the Tillies. Listener.